at the Island Rugby, the final, day three, and with me at this breakfast, Alan Deegan. Hi Rob. William Davis. Good morning. Stephen is on the way. He will eventually join us. He'll be on episode four and maybe even parts of uh, episodes beyond that if things go well. Okay, lads, uh, Jam Pack podcast coming up. Don't forget, folks, we're going to have audio from Lindley McKenzie, who's on a charter flight out of Knock, and she's got us some audio. Good work from Lindley. We'll have that in a little bit of while. Myself and William went and met the buses arriving in Edinburgh, what, this morning around nine o'clock. That was good crack. We tweeted that out. We got loads of reaction. And, and William's breakfast had to be interrupted. Something that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, he's not happy. Twice, really. Yeah, twice. There's very few things I would stop eating my breakfast for and get up and leave it on the table. But Craggy and Galway Bay called, so off we went, and we met some very happy people, looking remarkably fresh, considering the fact that they seemed to have been on a bus. The sort of trips you like, sort of, you know, drive for a long time and then get on a boat. Like, I tell you, comfort. Well, they seem to have slept most of the time, so maybe that's the, maybe that's the thing I'm missing. <laughs> We're going to hear from the fans right at the end of this podcast, folks. So uh, stay with us. Uh, but before then, we just got to get through a bit of housekeeping. So since last year, with us, we were at the press conference uh, in Murrayfield. So we'll have a little bit of chat about that, and also we'll be, as I said, hearing from Lily. Before all that, just a quick reminder: you love what we do, and uh, you get these podcasts from us every week, and we appreciate it. So just need a favour back from you. Get onto iTunes and give us a little bit of rating. It's the difference between way up the charts and not. Apple iTunes rankings are hard to figure out, but we've figured this much out. If you go on, give us a rating, give us a little review. We've got, what, four reviews since last night? Yeah. We'll read them out because it'll just sound like we're, we're praising ourselves, but we do, really do appreciate some of the brilliant reviews that came on there last night. Keep them coming, lads. This is our way of growing and building what we're trying to do here. And uh, that's all we ask for you. After that, just tune in. Send us your tweets as well. Okay, the match is in a few hours. I've got a lot of work to get this podcast up so we don't have a lot of time. Alan, yesterday's press conferences, Connacht looked relaxed and in the mood. Leinster were a couple of hours late through uh, plane delays and all sorts of delays uh, and maybe a little less so. Yeah, yeah. Both John and Pat looked extremely happy and comfortable and a little bit excited. There was definitely uh, John's eyes were dancing with excitement um, with all the questions he was asking. He, was, he looked as though he was really, really looking forward to it. The Leinster guys had obviously been delayed at various different points and looked just fed up and just wanted to be out get the captain's run done the kind of captain's run had finished when the when John had come in and Pat so like they'd obviously got stuff out of their systems and there's you know the Leinster guys were only just starting theirs and they were missing their coach and their captain so you could see they, they were a little bit annoyed and a little bit frustrated um, but you know it was interesting certainly um, round one to Connacht on that front uh, I love the line from Pat in the press conference where he says I normally wear my civvy clothes to uh, captain's runs uh, I don't wear the Connacht tracksuit I'm only doing that because we had a media engagement because as far as I'm concerned my work is done on captain's run and they did uh, give the impression of two men who felt the work was done they're like they're going into their leaving cert exam and they feel like they've studied the right papers yeah and I mean that's that's what they should be aiming for if you're still coaching on uh, the day before the match you're, you're, you're in big bother you might be tweaking small things and they may be making little tweaks because Nasewa and Devon Toner Issa Nasewa that is missing for Leinster but the work is done it's only a run out a stretch out uh, boot the ball. I mean, I, we've been at a couple of them, and they're, 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 there isn't much intensity in them. There's a bit of laughing and joking, and as the odd thing goes on, but um, it's just for to get a feel of the ground. All right, you were chatting to uh, well during the press conference. You asked John Muldoon an interesting question. Yeah, Murrayfield is a huge stadium, and Connacht play here regularly in front of 
small crowd, sometimes two and a half thousand, three thousand. I think there was about four thousand actually they claim were here when we played them recently. Tomorrow, or today, I should say. See, it's getting confusing now with all these podcasts. Um, we're, we're told anywhere between thirty-five and 48,000. There's, there's a usual bit of inaccuracy going on there. Uh, I just asked him, will it be a different setup, a different atmosphere? And he answered the question very well and just give you a good idea as to his mindset. We, we spoke about it and that was one of the last things I said to the lads as we finished up our captain's run is um, there's going to be whatever 30, 40, 50,000 people here tomorrow and for a lot of people that will be a new experience and um, the key is to is to listen and to make sure you take everything in but not get awed by the occasion um, certainly Leinster will have the advantage there with a lot of internationals they'll be well used to that but I think the big thing we've been trying to focus on for the last few weeks is not to let the occasion overall how how we go about and do ourselves. Um, um, I think last week was a semi-final and the week before that we treated the other Glasgow game as a quarter-final and um, they were big occasions, maybe not with 30 or 40,000 people but the sports ground was rocking as well and the noise was pretty good there. So. Um, yeah, it's a bigger stage, bigger um, occasion and a bigger stadium but um, the end goal is still the same and still go out and do what we've been doing over the last few weeks and months and um, that's the big thing if we stay doing what we're doing we'll give ourselves a good chance That's John Muldoon the kind of press conference went on for about 25 minutes uh, and you guys were listening in and did the recording and William did the questions uh, as well Alan uh, then you went out and had a look at the stadium while you waited for Leinster well, yeah, I went out to take a photo of, of Pat and John standing by the trophy. Actually, one of the photographers said, John, can you, can you pick up the trophy? I thought John was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> There's no way he was touching that trophy. Not a chance. Um, and as I was sort of just looking around and admiring this magnificent stadium, William just thrust this microphone in front of me and started asking me questions. It's just about 24 hours to kick off here. We're actually standing out on the pitch at Murrayfield. We've just walked down the route from the Scotland dressing room where Connacht will be tomorrow. They won the toss for that. Standing on this surface, it's funny-looking cooch grass. It's, it's. They say it's a beautiful surface. It feels quite soft underneath, a bit wet. Alan Deegan, what do you reckon? Wow, what a stadium this is. This is this is magic. This is going to be something else tomorrow. I hope the weather is a little bit better than it is now because this mist is still here, this mizzle is still coming down. But Pat and John are very relaxed and they look they look as though they're well up for this game tomorrow and um, the conference press conference went, went very well. They look as though they've been doing this all their lives. Yeah, they certainly did. There was no uh, feeling that this was new about uh, finals and stuff. And... Uh, plenty of chat they had lots to say and we've recorded a bit of it so you'll be hearing that sometime during this podcast just having a look around here this is a magnificent stadium it's inclined when Connacht play here to be a bit empty and a bit rattle rattly because there's maybe three four five thousand it does get a bigger crowd for the Glasgow games but if there's 40,000 in here tomorrow this is going to be absolutely heaving I think it's going to be bopping. I'm just looking at the, we're, we're on the side of the pitch where you, there's normally barriers where during the Pro 12 games people stand at the barriers because they obviously don't need people in the stands but it's all marked off as, this is a, as though this is an international. It's going to be absolutely bouncing tomorrow. I see another bus is leaving Galway today just to start heading off there at 2 o'clock so 
you know, I, it's, I think it really is beginning to gather, gather uh, momentum for the, the fans that are coming and one of the questions in the press conference was about the locals, would they support Connacht and the, the general feeling was yes they would. <laughs> Yeah, I think everybody's honorary Connacht tomorrow. There might well be a royal presence, so uh, I hope uh, a Connacht scarf has been provided for that person to uh, support the right team. All right, that's the lads in the stadium. Thanks to came in after that, Jamie Heaslip and Leo Cullen, and spoke for a shorter while, that's for sure. Uh, but like, I'm sure they're in good shape today. Uh, we've heard, of course, that uh, Devin Toner's uh, family bereavement has kept him out, so we wish him the best, and it's a real sad news. So there's that overshadowing uh, Leinster's preparation, but I have no doubt when it comes to the match tomorrow, they'll be in sh- good shape, ready to go. Hey, there's people getting here from all sorts of directions, uh, people taking double flights to London and up to Edinburgh. I, I know uh, Placide, as we know him, but uh, our people know him on Twitter as we know him Kieran is flying from Paris but people are flying from all over the world one of my friends from Boston Barry was seriously looking at a thousand euro flight to Edinburgh but he decided feck it I can't yeah well sometimes you just have to have to let reality bite um, yeah. if he turns up now it's going to look fierce bad enough <laughs> <laughs> no no they're, they're coming in just looking at the picture that, that we, we took of the go buses earlier on and it looked like Mrs Doyle was saying go on go on go on because all you can see is the go 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's um, they're really piling in. There's been a couple of Leinster fans in the in the place here, very quiet. Um, there's a really good picture of one of the guys getting onto a flight and he holds out his Connacht flag and there's a there's a Leinster guy behind him going, "What is he doing?" Yeah, that's a fantastic <laughs> picture. I love it. The serious face of man. Yeah, we, I think we have retweeted that, so you'll see that in yeah. the timeline. Hey, one of the places where people are coming from is Knock Airport, Ireland West Airport, to give it its correct title. And uh, Lindy McKenzie, one of our crew, uh, has been doing some brilliant work on the ground there. So we're everywhere, covering every angle. Here's Lindley McKenzie with two of the Connacht uh, player squad members, uh, Colin O'Donnell first, and then you'll hear from Craig Ronaldson. Now, Colin O'Donnell, one of the younger members of the squad here today. How exciting is it for you to be here on your way to Edinburgh to watch this Pro 12 final? I suppose it's going to be a great game. I suppose Connacht have never been in a situation like this before, so it's great to see. And a lot of people weren't expected, but I suppose within the camp. People kind of had the confidence and belief to get here, so it's a very special day for Connacht Rugby. You've had a great season this year. I remember one of the highlights were you being in Siberia. So you come from Siberia to Edinburgh now. What's your season been like here? This has been a great season for me personally because I got my first cap, so it's a proud, proud day for any man, especially to represent your own province. I've been very happy with how the season went, but because uh, I've actually suffered a toe injury now, so unfortunately I've been able, haven't been able to finish it, and I won't be involved with the 20s World Cup, so hopefully I'll be able to recover from that and get back next season. So. Yes, that's been a very big blow for you really, isn't it, to have that have that injury when you have something so looking forward to. Yeah. So hopefully today that Connor might do the business instead and that'll be some sort of consolation. Yeah, it'd be great to see. I'd be delighted for the likes of John Muldoon, Ronan Lockney and George and Andrew Brown, the lads have been here for years and just gave everything to Connor Rugby, so it's great to see and people like that just doing well and basically achieving what they should have been achieving a long time ago. Now I'm here with Craig Ronaldson, one of Connett's long-time uh, players. Um, unfortunately not playing today, Craig. It's a difficult occasion to miss, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Obviously it's one everyone would be loved to be, be involved in. Um, we've kind of been working hard and I was working hard myself personally to try to get back from injury and just kind of getting back fit, but obviously not quick enough, uh, unfortunately for myself. But um, no, uh, we're all over today to support the lads. Really looking forward to what should be a great day. What's the build-up being like in the sports ground? Uh, 
one of excitement, I suppose. You know, obviously last week with a big hype over the game with Glasgow, that was our, our focus to win that, to get that home semi-final in the first place. And after winning that, there was great excitement. But um, we were quickly back to the job because we know. We're delighted to get to Edinburgh now, but the, the focus is to win the game. And training's been focused towards that this week. I think there's been a real steel determination amongst the squad. Just, you know, everyone's everyone's buzzing and everyone's you know a bit of nervous tension around the place. But I don't think that's any harm. And I think one of just uh, guys are looking forward to getting over there. Now you're one of the players who has believed in the squad for a long time. When did the momentum really start to shift in coming into this match? And the fact that you really realised that you could actually do it. Yeah, well, like, there's been a lot of talk about how you know we've we've trained well over the season and how it's been building and how we've kind of gradually brought things about and uh, the results did start to come our way. But um, I think that kind of that run of period, I think, where after we had the break, we we beat Scarlets before the break. I think we got the bonus point then, and then we had a good run of games after that. We picked up four or five wins on the trot, and I think that's when we really started to build a bit of momentum. And um, when we secured that top six position, guys really nailed on our goals. Then right, let's get the home semi final from here and, and go on from there. And, I think once we got that bit of momentum, we started picking a few wins, a few good away wins as well over in Edinburgh and things like that, which really, which really steeled the belief together. And um, I think it's kind of just grown from there, to be honest. Now you've played in Edinburgh before. It's a great, it's a great pitch, artificial pitch. Presumably, that's very good for Connaught's type of play. What are you expecting from them today? Yeah, like you said, it's going to be a great pitch, a great occasion as well. And, and uh, nice firm surface, which, like you said, should suit our style of play. And I think we've just talked about ourselves, not trying to go into our shell, and uh, really trying to play the game and be true to ourselves. How we've played throughout the season, you know, with the, the, you know, we're not shy about trying to throw the ball around or, or play the game. And I think we've got to stick with what's worked for us as well. There's no point, um, like some of the guys were saying through the week, you know, guys are going to be nervous, but we just got to stay doing what we've been doing well, and hopefully that'll pay off for us. Like we can't worry too much about the opposition. We've just got to concentrate on ourselves, and you know, hopefully that'll be good enough in the day. As well as catching up with squad members, Lindy caught up with a huge supporter of Connacht Rugby down through the years, John Mannion. I'm here in Knock Airport and uh, we're just about ready to set off for Edinburgh for the big match today. I'm here with a number of people actually with a vested interest in Connacht Rugby, including a lot of the subs and sponsors. And one of those here today is John Mannion of the front door. John, what brings you to Edinburgh today? Oh, to support the team, of course, support Connacht. We, we support Connacht a lot. And um, through the Latin Quarter and, and our own business, we, we, we try and support Connacht every, every opportunity we get. Well, obviously, we'll, we'd be hoping for, the, for a win. Uh, I don't like talking about it because in case it would jinx it, but I think since this, this season, the success of the team has gripped everyone. There was always huge support there, obviously, but it's just gripped everyone. Everyone's on this little fairy tale now, and, and um, it's just great. Just a thought on John Mannion there, who we just heard from on his way over from Knock today. Big supporter of Connacht Rugby, uh, and really he's been backing them since day one, really. But I remember he backed me as well. My first season as a journalist, 2002 to 2003, I remember being in Donnybrook, following Connacht, and a few other places. I met him somewhere along the way, and uh, he decided to sponsor me to go away to an away game in Clannetley. And it turned out to be this classic game where we drew 33 all. Wayne Munn scored a try late on. We got we got three points out of the game. The bonus point system wasn't in that long at that stage. We got three points out of the game. They got two. It was one of those weird. Uh, anomalies there where we got four tries and they got three it was a bit of an epic game but big thanks to John for that won't be forgotten okay lads time to call it because we've got to rush and i got to get this podcast out and I suppose you've got to get more power naps in I know to get my stats finished oh you've lost 
that's work to do. I still have a fair bit to do. The Wi-Fi is a bit slow. I'm going to see if I can buy a much quicker Wi-Fi here. Um, I'm going to do what I've called on everyone so far, and I'm going to call Connacht. William. Yeah, I think it's a big ask. It's going to be a very difficult day, even though we're coming in here full of confidence. Key for me is the first 15 or 20 minutes. If they do what they did to Ulster, which they're capable of doing, but that was mainly because Ulster weren't on the money. But I think Connacht are a better team than Ulster, and I'm going to call it for Connacht. It's going to be a nerve-wracking white-knuckle ride. Bring it on. Folks, we, next time you'll hear our voices, we'll hopefully be on Galway FM because we're live from 4 o'clock today. Don't forget that because even if you're uh, in the stadium, you can tune in to us in the big build-up. That's for that. Oh, and if you're going to the game, get there early, cheering the team. And there's a big fan zone and everything to do there as well. But if you're not at the game, don't worry, we'll have another podcast out for you sometime early tomorrow morning. We're on a ferry in the middle of the night. That's going to be fun. William's crying now. <coughs> Tears are rolling down his cheeks. <laughs> That's just, just, just excitement, Rob. Excitement, yeah. <laughs> right. All right, that's it. We are genuinely buzzed, though, so <laughs> we better get going. But, hey, here's a good way to finish. Dara Burke, we're going to hear from, driving the lead bus from Go Bus, heading over. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, Laura Ruddy from Westport, who got on one of the Galway buses, and gratefully, uh, and we're very grateful that she chatted to William when she got there to tell us about the journey. And also, I caught up with another gang of lads as well who we'll introduce. And since... Since it's the day that's in it, our song to play us out will play us out with the fans chatting in the background. So that's it, lads. Yep, that's it, Rob. Ready for work. Yep, let's go. 500 miles here. The buses have just arrived. When I wake up, well, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who wakes up next to you. When I go out... I'm with uh, Dara Burke, who was uh, the son of Jim Burke, who organised this uh, bus invasion of Edinburgh. Uh, he's just arrived, he's been driving. How was the trip for you? It's good, yeah, pleasant. Um, all worked out well. We're here ahead of schedule, um, no issues. Everyone's happy. Might be a bit tired, but happy. Well, they seem very happy. They're, they're a bouncing bunch, so it must have gone very well. The sea crossing must have been very nice. Four buses, how many people are you bringing? We actually have five buses, nearly 280 people. Um, There's a lot of organising, very quick, all happened. Like After the match last Saturday, got thinking on, on Sunday and Monday morning, we put it online and people started booking. Well, they certainly did. Five buses, that is a phenomenal achievement. Um, so, what, what's your plan? Are you going to get to watch the match? Yeah, we're going to get a bit of rest for a few hours and we were tickets got, so... We'll be making our way over to the match around four, half four. That's excellent. And then what time are you heading back tonight? So we're leaving here, same spot where we drop off at five to twelve tonight, sharp. And uh, hopefully it's as calm and smooth going back as it was coming over. He's emphasising sharp, folks. Do not be late. Leave that pint down and start running. Dara, appreciate it. Have a safe trip. Well done for getting everybody here. And uh, these guys are going to make a lot of noise this afternoon, and we need them. Okay, folks, it is 10 minutes to 9 on a Saturday morning in Edinburgh, and the convoy of buses, the invasion, has landed. Four go buses have just arrived at the Haymarket here in Edinburgh, and I've collared Lorna Ruddy, who was on bus B, and I'm going to find out what sort of a trip they've had, because they've been moving now for nearly nine hours. Laura, what time did you leave Galway? Um, 
we left at about 10pm. Uh, we had bus the four buses and the excitement was amazing leaving the, the go bus kind of uh, bus stop. There was like, we were beeping the horns and everything leaving. It was just brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. You were doing a bit of singing as well because I've seen something <laughs> up on Twitter. Was uh, the fields getting a bit of a blast? Um, actually, our bus has really behaved. There was no one drinking alcohol or anything. There was a lot, lot of families. And uh, we actually got a lot of sleep, so we're feeling really refreshed. That's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, that's, that, that's, that's good stuff. Now, what are you expecting this afternoon? Uh, do you know, like, Connacht is such a community and like we're just all so proud. So it's such a momentous occasion. It's great to be a part of it. I'm absolutely positive we're going to blow Leinster through, but like, you know, whatever happens, we're just so proud. Yeah, that, that really came across at the press conference yesterday. John Muldoon was talking about the sense of occasion and the sense of uh, just spirit that's there, that people from, from, from everywhere. Uh, most of the people on your bus from Galway? Um, there was actually, there's a lot of people. So some people made the journey from Westport. They got that bus there and bus from Partry to Galway and everything. So there were Ballina people. Now, a lot of people travelled up to Galway yeah, to get that bus. It's just so brilliant that they put it on for us, you know, that we could all make it because of it. Yeah, it was a clever move. Um, now, what are your plans for the rest of the, the morning? Are you going to go and have a, a, a couple of beers or are you going to stick to the coffee and tea? I'm hoping to stick to the coffee and tea. I've made it so far, so uh, we'll see. But I think we're a bit early, so we're going to head to see the Connacht clan in the Three Sisters and just kind of meet everyone and kind of hopefully go as a big troop together to the stadium. Kieran, Garrod and Alex straight off the bus. We'll start with Alex. Whew, what a journey. Oh man, stretching my legs now. Uh, really got emotional on the bus. It feels like it's uh, something something much bigger is happening here than just the rugby, rugby game. It's like feels like destiny is calling us. I don't know. Come on, Connacht! <laughs> that's the voice, that's the voice of Kieran there. Ah, oh, lads, there's some crack on the boat, though. Like, everyone was, was drinking and singing until, like, six, half six in the morning. <laughs> I, I think when we got on the buses, uh, we, t- we took a bit of a catnap, but um, back on it again now. Let's do it. Garage is with us as well. Garage, where have you come from? I've come from Dublin by way of Galway. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was not my singing or drinking myself. I was catnapping at every possible chance from <laughs> Dublin to here, and I'll try and do it if I can. But no, uh, the logic at the moment is that if Connacht to win, I'll remember that for the rest of my life. Won't remember the bad neck I have at the moment. <laughs> how, how long till kickoff, lads? Three hours in a bit. It's more than three, I think. Oh, I think. Now, yeah. what's this? Do you know what day it is? What day it is? It's Saturday, lads. It's Saturday. The time is not there. <laughs> Somebody told me that their daughter has to be back in Dublin for Bruce Springsteen on Sunday night. And uh, th- he said that was tomorrow, and it didn't make sense in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Lads, enjoy the game. I- I- I'm not even going to bother me backside asking who's going to win, because I know you know. Come on, Connacht! No doubt we do it. Well, okay. no <laughs> 